This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Stillwater County train derailment cleanup crews have started launching boats near Laurel, moving further south on the Yellowstone River from the derailment site to continue the cleanup process. As of Thursday afternoon, a cleanup team of about 150 people are working 12-hour days, seven days a week. They've collected over 120,000 pounds of asphalt material. Quote, the emergency response phase is to collect as much asphalt material as possible. That's according to Meg Broughton with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. This is hard work. This is hot work, but it's paying off. Crews started marking miles downstream from the train derailment, according to the site of the derailment being mile zero. Cleanup crews took media outlets to an island at about milepost 45 near Laurel to get an up-close look at the cleanup of the estimated 500,000 pounds of asphalt that spilled from the train car that ended up in the river. Quote, the asphalt is in a variety of different sizes. There are very small pieces. There are very large pieces. Right now, the crew is focused on getting the largest of those pieces. That's according to Andy Graham with Polaris Applied Sciences, a Washington state-based contractor working on the cleanup. The exact amount of asphalt material spilled from the train cars has not been released. Kevin Stone with the Montana Department of Environmental Quality said the agency has stopped water quality testing but will stick around for the entire cleanup. Quote, we still are kind of in the emergency cleanup phase of this incident. The state will be involved for the long haul. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks crews have collected fish from the river to be tested for human consumptibility safety. Rivers and streams across northwest Montana are running at or near historic low levels for late July. That's according to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Quote, the Flathead River Basins is experiencing severe drought-like conditions due to below-average winter snowpack, early runoff, and an above-average hot, dry summer condition. That's according to Dylan Tebish, the FWP Region one spokesperson. Quote, flows in the north, south, and middle forks of the Flathead River are roughly one-third of average for this time of year. On Wednesday, FWP imposed Hudal restrictions on the Bitterroot River. Water temperatures of 77 degrees or more can be lethal to trout. The agency also put Hudal limits on the Beaverhead, and on the entire Jefferson River between the Missouri River and its confluence with the Big Hole and Beaverhead. Hoot owl restrictions prohibit fishing between 2 p.m. and midnight. Multiple wildfires have started or grown in Idaho and Montana amid hot drive conditions that are expected to further increase fire danger through the weekend. Near Missoula, the Colt Fire, northwest of Sealy Lake, has grown to more than 15 acres. According to Nathan, with the Department of Natural Resources and Conservation, 
at fire is still 0% contained. The blaze was caused by lightning on Monday, but it wasn't detected until early Tuesday. The fire is burning on the south side of Colt Lake, about 15 miles northwest of Sealy Lake, and about 5 miles northwest of Highway 83. A jury deliberated for a little more than an hour before convicting five Patriot Front members Thursday for conspiring to disrupt a Pride celebration last June in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Devon Center, James Johnson, Forrest Rankin, Robert Wooded, and Derek Smith stood in suits behind their attorneys and showed no emotion as the clerk read the guilty verdict to the charge of conspiracy to riot by disturbing the peace. That's a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in jail. It's been more than a year since law enforcement agencies swarmed a busy arterial leading into downtown Coeur d'Alene and arrested 31 of the white nationalist group members. Police seized metal shields, a smoke bomb, shin guards, two-way radios, megaphones, and an operations plan from members and from inside the truck. The group's operation plan said the members would form on the outskirts of the park and proceed inward until they experienced barriers. Prosecutors said they plans to use a megaphone to incite a speech. Prosecutors say the masked men carrying shields and flagpoles planned to storm out of a U-Haul outside the park, potentially deploying smoke and using a bullhorn. Mayor Rolaine Christofferson of Terry has joined other community leaders in writing a letter to the Public Service Commission protesting a proposed rate increase by Montana Dakota Utility. The higher electric rate would increase bills for the average residential customer by 19.2%. Quote, I'll certainly address the fact that we are an elderly community, probably the largest percentage, and a lot of them are on fixed incomes. That's according to Mayor Christofferson. She and other leaders of small towns in eastern Montana are sending letters to the PSC expressing the hardships that would result from the proposed increase. The proposed rate increase would affect 25,600 customers. The MDU has argued it needs the additional dollars because it has made more investments in the utility since 2018 and has itself experienced increases in property taxes, labor, software, maintenance, and other inflationary increases. Quote, current prices do not reflect the cost of providing electric service to our Montana customers, which is why we are requesting this increase. That's according to Nicole Cavisto, the CEO of MDU. In a letter dated May 5th, Mayor Teresa Olson of Glendive requested the PSC deny the rate increase because of the financial health of our community. She and the governing council say Glendive is already struggling in the post-COVID economy, and the increase would affect small businesses with a 15% rate hike, and larger increases, a 12.9% rate hike.
Forsyth Mayor Dennis Kopitsky echoed the message in a letter dated July 12th. Kopitsky says all of the town's 1,550 residents, elderly ones and younger families, would be negatively affected, as would its large and small businesses. Mary Catherine Dunphy of Miles City, whose mayor and council have also submitted letters, said rural communities are experiencing hardship. In a letter she forwarded to the PSC, Dunphy urged her lawmakers in the legislature to use their influence to ask the PSC to reverse the 2.7% increase. She offered an estimate of the additional amount she believes MDU should receive. Quote, nada, zilch, zero percent, according to Dunphy. Lewis and Clark Humane Society staff say now could be a perfect time to adopt a pet. The shelter is currently at critical capacity, and staff are hoping to get animals out the door and into their forever homes. They say there are a number of factors contributing to the situation at the shelter. Officials say on top of the usual business, the shelter is dealing with the after-effects of the pandemic. Since the spay and neuter programs were paused during the pandemic, the shelter is seeing a number of kittens and puppies increasing. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.